0: Hey, this is Sebastian Bach, and you've got a tune to Iron City Rocks. Turn it up. Hey, this is Derek St. Holmes from the Whitford St. Holmes Band, or the Ted Nugent Band, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey,
1: this is Ted Nugent, and I am the Iron City Rocks guy. Hello, this is Brad Whitford of Aerosmith and the Whitford St. Holmes Band, and this is Iron City Rocks.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 307 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 307, we are joined by Derek St. Holmes and Brad Whitford of the band Whitford St. Holmes, which um, probably goes back before many of our listeners. Uh, they had the album out in the very, very early 80s. Uh, during the time when uh, Joe Perry and Brad Whitford Both had uh, taken hiatus from Aerosmith uh, Joe Perry went to do the Joe Perry Project uh, Brad Whitford went and teamed up with uh, Ted Nugent vocalist Derek St. Holmes Came out with a really cool album uh, Whitford St. Holmes a little Probably lesser known tried, uh, album uh, One of the tracks actually made the Aerosmith box set Which was I think when I personally first became aware of the band uh, Kind of going back and digging through that old stuff Well, they've got a great new record out now called Reunion. Uh, They're going to be touring with Whitesnake throughout the early part of the summer, and they're going to be coming to Pittsburgh to do a special club show at the Hard Rock Cafe on June 16th. So we're going to play a song called Shapes from the Reunion album. We're going to talk to Derek St. Holmes, and later we'll talk with Brad Whitford. since the debut album came out, uh, you know a lot of artists say you have your lifetime to write your first album and only a number of years to write your second. You guys kind of moved it a certainly a different course than than a normal band. Um, can you talk about what brought the two of you back together for the, this album?
0: Um, I, I think it's as simple as we both moved to the same city, which was Nashville. okay. And, and we had a chance to start hanging out again and um, you know when you hang out at each other's house we have guitars laying all over the living room and mm-hmm. we just start picking them up and kind of just start playing we start coming up with ideas and different songs and that's how really it got started.
2: Now can you take me back to you know the early 1980s what, what was kind of the impetus for you two to separate at that time was it you know just the, the record industry at the time, or was there a particular reason that the two of you kind of went a divergent path?
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, we we did a couple of major U.S. tours, and then at the end of the last tour in 1981, Aerosmith called Brad and said, "Hey, would you please come back? We need you." And and within a week, Ted Nugent called me and asked me to come back. So we mm-hmm. kind of went went back with our bands, recorded an album, and went on tour again. Right. So we kind of went different ways, you know.
2: Right. Yeah, it's, it's it wasn't hard
3: really to
2: really a plan. Right. Yeah, it's hard to say no to the you know the the nature of the, the two people that gave you calls. Then you know it's not a exactly. job probably many people could walk away from. Um, yeah. One of the things I've noticed, you know, I, I made a point of listening to some of the original tracks, Sharpshooter, for example. <laughs> prior to listening to the new record and just to get a feel for you know how the material kind of flowed together and it does seem very cohesive i would say the new album's a little bit more mature in its sound um did when when you guys pick up the instruments did you kind of have to in the back of your head say you know this is what we sounded like or or was it just you know the hell with it let's make a great record of what we're into now
0: that's it's the latter we just decided to um make a great record uh, well we, we didn't set out to make a great record we set out to just have fun mm-hmm. and um to play things and write things that we wanted to play and maybe play live and um that's kind of where it started you know we we totally we didn't even think about the first album mm-hmm. and occasionally brad and i when we first got together we'd put that album on and we'd listen to it we go we at our ages back then, we can't believe we even accomplished all that. Uh, sure. Especially in two weeks. So, um, yeah, we just... For us, it's more turn the page and, and start with a clean slate, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Did, you, did you guys stay in touch much over the, over the course of the, the period of time? Or was it just kind of touring cycles if you didn't, you know, text here and there yeah. or that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, we kind of... Not, you know there wasn't even, through the last 30 years, there wasn't even a thing called texting. Sure. <laughs> so, we, so we would, I'd see him occasionally when they'd come through town, he'd call me and I'd go see him. Or if we were playing someplace where he lived, I'd call him. Mm-hmm. And I used to, I used to drive from Annapolis, Maryland. I was living up there for a couple of years. And I'd drive back to see my kids in Atlanta, Georgia. And Brad lived in Charlotte, so... A couple of times I would call him and say hey I'm driving right through your city what what are you up to and he goes man I'm just sitting here by myself why don't you stop by so we kind of did that a couple times and rekindled the flame and
3: Mm
0: -hmm. just we've always had a really good you know rapport with each other we just love the way each other plays and we just respect each other you know I think Mm -hmm. he's he's got so many great ideas and He could never use the ideas in Aerosmith. Yeah, which which was mind boggling for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's again.
0: Again, I couldn't use mine in Nugent. You know, I mean Nugent for some reason just these guys are just a little bit on on a different agenda, and um, so they don't want anybody's input until you give some input that uh, they that they can kind of take away as their own.
2: <laughs> sure.
0: Some people call borrow, some people call steal.
2: Mm-hmm. But. Such is the music industry. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't need to tell you that. Yeah. Um, there, <laughs> when when the two you write, did you just kind of hole up in, in somebody's living room, or did you... Um, kind of have some ideas you had each sketched out individually or or how did that process work
0: well yeah i i I think all the above i i had about three different ideas um to start with and brad had about three different ideas just things that we kind of every time we pick up a guitar and plug it into an amp we just start jamming on And so I brought those to him and he said, oh man, we could do something with this here and let's do this and do that and do this. And sometimes I'll have the whole song, I'll have 75% of it written as far as lyrics and then I'll need 25% and he'll sit there and look at it and listen to it, read it and come up with the rest. And then on a couple of these songs, I had nothing (laughs) and I said, what do you think? And he said, um, give me a minute. And he grabs a pad and paper, and he sits there for about, a, you know, 40 minutes. And he comes back, and he hands it to me. He goes, what do you think about this? And I look at it, and it's exactly what I'm thinking. You know, it's exactly yeah. what I what I was feeling. And it's just kind of uncanny that he and I do that for each yeah. other. So.
2: Yeah, it, it is yeah. always great when you have that musical, you know, kind of kinship with a particular writer that, uh, you know. Obviously, yeah. is. I mean, it's, we
0: we do have that sort of. I'm not by any means comparing Lennon and McCartney, but but you know what I mean. The way those right. guys would get together, Brett and I are the same way. It's just something that happens when we get together. We just start writing, so it's. I mean, I really don't even do that with Ted. You know. Mm-hmm. I really no. haven't done that with too
2: many people. One of one of the things that I was was curious about, you know, in in a situation like this, you're you're part of, you know, for all intents and purposes, a duo, you know, even though obviously you have other right. musicians, but right. um, where you know both of you kind of play behind or play with, you know, are most famous for playing with guitarists who are, are very larger than life figures. Um, when right. the two of you come together, do you find that a little? More relaxing, or is it in, in, in another way more stressful because there isn't someone there for the spotlight?
0: Yeah, no, we find it relaxing. We find it very, very relaxing because the two of us together are dynamic enough mm-hmm. to make it happen, and um, we also we get to turn it on a little bit more than we do in our own bands because right. it is ours. So Brad comes on stronger, and um, people get a chance to see a, a little bit different Brad, and people get a chance to see a little bit more of, of, a, of a Derek. Right. And, um, yeah, so now we, it's it's not even a challenge. It's just fun. Yeah. It's the most fun band I've ever been in.
2: I figured that could go one of two ways. You know, some people you know, kind of like that role where you're a little bit further back, and, you know, there's somebody else there to kind of, you know, you know, ham it up for the crowd example. And some people, you know, yeah. relish being able to, to be liberated like that. And I figured it was going to be one right. or the other. Um, yeah. As far as the the tour, you guys are going to be going on on the road. I know you've done some some dates already in the past. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be going on the road with Whitesnake. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, a phenomenal singer to share the bill with. But uh, you, you I think, oh, could sing with Phone Book and sound fantastic. Um, do you guys... <laughs> Aww, such and a soul, soul to I your voice that,
3: yeah.
2: you, know, yeah. I, you know It's probably hard to be objective listening to your own voice But there's such a soul to your voice um, Which I think makes mm-hmm. it so unique And obviously you're going out on the road with a legendary vocalist Of, of David Coverdale oh. as well um, Do you guys yeah. have a particular Set list in mind? you kind of mix in some of the old record, and some of the new record, Or do you do some of your other material Outside of the, the, the band?
0: Well Um that's a that's a very good question because we're we're going over that kind of stuff right now. Um, I am not exactly sure how much time we're going to have, mm-hmm. but generally they give you thirty to thirty five minutes. Sometimes maybe forty, maybe forty five. If we get the the longer length, we will do a couple. We do a we worked up a medley to where it doesn't take up too much time. Right of the set but we do two Errol Smith and two Nugent okay that we both wrote or played on okay and you know and um, we really want to hammer home this new album
2: sure most a... of
0: the crowd I'm thinking well they I think they're going to look at us as a as a new band too I don't think there's going to be you know, I think some people will know who we are but I think for the majority we're probably going to be a new band And they're going to kind of go Wow these guys were good Where did that come from Yeah So I yeah. don't You know I don't know I don't know the answer to that yet But uh, Yeah we're yeah. thinking about
2: That's the a great now. That's a great point Even You know It was a, quite a junkie of Aerosmith and, and you know I believe the only exposure I had to the original album For the longest time Was the um, Track that was on Pandora's box uh, Just because it wasn't right. something that was readily available You know At the local record store back in the day so you know i i you will freely admit that your new album was the first full-length album i listened to and then i went back and found the old material um so yeah i mean that's that's cool but you know i think a lot of people probably would look at it as somewhat criminal if they didn't hear a little taste of a certain Ted Nugent (laughs) song or a certain aerosmith song
0: criminal criminal well (laughs) i think i think you're probably right yeah
2: yeah, as a, as a fan, yeah, I, I should say. But yeah, I think the, uh, the new yeah, record. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're did, right. Well,
0: we're, you, we're, we're probably going to do um, um, Sharpshooter, which is mm, off that Pandora's box.
2: Sure. Did you. Yeah. Um, when, when you guys were, were starting to, to noodle around and tossing down the idea of doing a reunion, not necessarily the reunion album, but just a reunion of sorts. Did, did you consider the, the record industry before deciding whether to, to bother, frankly, making a new record or just, you know, let's just go do live dates and have fun with it? Did that weigh into the yeah. decision at all?
0: Not, not really. I mean, we, we all know that the music business right now sucks. So mm-hmm. um, we have resigned ourselves to going out, playing, having fun, mm-hmm. and hopefully sell... Merch. I think it's the only way you you make your money. Absolutely. And the only reason we want to make the money is so we can keep paying for buses and paying for the crew and paying for the musicians and sure. keep going. And a little bit here and there for the mortgage. It's all good, but we don't have any, um, you know, big plans of being mega rich off anything. You know, we're just. Right. I think those days are over. Yeah. But if you get uh, lucky. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think you guys have a
0: a power machine behind you like a Taylor Swift, and that's a whole other ball game. But we don't really have that anymore, I don't think, in in Mm -hmm. our genre.
2: No, not in not in the genre of rock music, certainly. Um, Mm
0: -mm. I hope it changes, but right now, I don't think it's changed yet.
2: No. Yeah, I don't know what what would make that shift. You know, it seemed to come on, you know, relatively quick, but you know i know a a lot of musicians from you know the era of you know what we consider classic rock still continue to make great records um although you know the the number of audiences or people that are buying them are are hard but i think it's it's a certain work ethic you know when when guys of your era tour they should tour behind new material and that's you know commendable yeah considering the financial risk you're taking doing that you know Bands right. are lucky to recoup right. what it costs to make the record.
0: Exactly.
2: But well, Derek, and, you I, know, I, for
0: yourself, mm-hmm. I, now I'm I'm not sure how old you are, but but you know, if you wanted to go out and hear something, pay money to go see it. I mean, what would it be? For me, i sometimes I'm stumped for an answer. I don't know. You know what would I? Uh, of course, ACDC, I guess, right? Or Aerosmith, if they're touring. Right. Um, do I not want to give other people a shot? Sure, I do, but but I just... There's not a whole lot out there. I'm, I'm very impressed with Joe Bonamassa.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's um, hard not to be.
0: But Yeah, yeah. So you just... And God bless him for, for you know, keeping the freak flag flying. But, yeah. But, you know, what he, there's all kinds of people... From your age, I'm 63. So from your age to my age, there's still a lot of things I'd like to hear and go see. And um, because nobody ever plays me the new Neil Young record, I don't know what he's doing. You know, right? <laughs> I don't know what the new Wishbone Ash record's doing. I, you know what I mean? I mean, if yeah, if I, I'm you go back and yeah.
2: I might be an anomaly right. being the, being the guy that will go get you know the new fog hat record before going to see them live so that I'm familiar with every song right. but I think a, a lot of people right. I'm about 20 years younger that you have that desire when I go to see a show I love knowing the material before I get there I mean there are occasionally right. you know when you go to see a band you know a support band especially that'll come out and just blow you away and that's a great yeah. thing but it's rare um, I just yeah. find it more enjoyable to be able to you know sing along with Flood of Lies or you know whatever yes when you're doing it live so right. it's a, it is a tough thing but uh, it, it will be great to see you guys on the road it's wonderful to have you know, Whitford St. Holmes back in the, the record bin wherever the record may be virtually etc but right. it's, it's still wonderful to see right. that back You know, it's been something well, that's been you. missing from the market and uh, Derek I know you've got a million things to do and I want to thank you for joining us man well
0: thank you so much for uh being interested I appreciate
3: that
2: Track was from Reunion, also that's Flood of Lies, uh, which is really cool, kind of a, a different song uh, compared to some of the other songs on the, the album. One of the things that's really cool about the record, um, all the tracks kind of have a different flavor. It isn't just um, you know nine songs that all sound the same. So you're gonna really get a kind of a mix from really two veteran songwriters. I mean, think of the hits that uh, Derek Saint Holmes with Ted Nugent, Brad Woodford with Aerosmith, uh, just a mountain of hits between these two guys. So they know hit songs. Uh, we're going to talk now with Brad Whitford. Uh, just a little bit of news on the Aerosmith front, uh, obviously. They announced a uh, very short tour of South America later on this year. We talked briefly about that in the interview. Uh, so Aerosmith is still a uh, you know, functioning band. I know Steven Tyler has got a solo tour going on right now, and there have been rumors circulating around Aerosmith looking to replace Steven Tyler the band issued a statement uh denying that rumor so as far as we know officially Aerosmith is still uh the five guys we've come to know and love uh Brad being one of those but uh for now Brad's focus is the Whitford St. Holmes uh record and uh gonna check that interview out now this both this and the Derek St. Holmes interview if you're interested in reading uh were articles I had written for guitarworld.com you can check them out there but without further ado let's get to Brad Whitford of Whitford St. Holmes and obviously Aerosmith. First question for you, Brad, obviously, um, 34 years and change since the first album. Um, what kind of brought you and Derek back together?
1: Uh, simple matter of geography. (laughs) Really, um, no, we've, we've been over the past 30 years living in different parts of the country. Mm -hmm. Um, but past few years, we've been neighbors just living outside in Nashville and, uh, so, you know, we we're, we were always playing, right? Uh, playing, playing around town, jamming at home, and um, this was kind of just the result of uh, really reconnecting on a, a musical level because it just made it much easier for us sure. to get together in the morning, and have coffee, and just start playing. And um, so the result is the uh, the record. Now, did you um, did
2: you guys kind of co-locate to write, I mean, did you, did you spend time in the same room, or is this ideas that maybe you scratched down over the years, he scratched some things down, that maybe didn't fit your respective, you know, day jobs, for lack of a better word? Uh,
1: no, A little bit, of, I mean, actually a lot of both. I mean, we we uh, we did a lot of uh, sitting together, putting this music together, and um, and when and then when we weren't together, we'd be scratching out ideas for lyrics and we're just we had a lot of fun working on it it mm-hmm. was a, a just a labor of love so we were we were in it really really deeply yep.
2: and um, when when you guys kind of first you know obviously it's one thing for two musicians to sit in the same room and have a good time playing music together but when someone first said out loud hey let's let's get a band together and do you know do this for real um, was with the shape of the record industry was the thought let's go do live shows or, or was this kind of a commitment from the day one to write new material together
1: uh oh just not so much a commitment it just kind of happened mm-hmm. um uh it just kept it just kept taking on a life of of its own, and uh, we were uh, the band. Just kind of grew almost like one guy at a time. And okay, we worked with uh, our bass player was somebody who we both um, met when we first kind of moved to this neighborhood, and he was just he was the natural choice on the bass, and we worked. He worked a lot on helping put this material together and um, we got very lucky finding, getting Troy Lucetta on the drums because he also fit like a glove in this project Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and brought you know, so much to the table and then we brought in Buck Johnson on vocals and keyboards and it's all just uh, turned into a real uh, labor of love so it just made it it was did not feel like work at all.
2: Right. Now, yeah. um, when it was time to to go back out and do some of the you know the initial shows you guys did um, together, um, both of you have been in bands with you know somewhat larger than life characters. You know both of you individually. When it came time to step on the stage that's again, that's an understatement. Yeah, yeah, I, and I won't. <laughs> I won't even try to organize the a list of largest life characters, and that that's sure it. But um, when it was time to walk on a stage with with you and Derek as the focal point, you know, in 2015 or whatever year that would have been, did did you feel more pressure, or was it more relaxing for you to kind of just be, you know, Brad and Derek on stage and, and kind of be the, oh, the that's focal
1: definitely point? Definitely more relaxed. Uh, it, it's uh, yeah, we're not. Uh... We don't bring any uh, airs ab- about us,
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> other than you know the music, and um, sure. the focus is on uh, on the music, not on uh, personality, mm-hmm. and um, it makes things uh, a lot easier. It's much more relaxed. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it has a the atmosphere is good time.
2: Sure. I mean, and I imagine, you know, for you and Aerosmith, and I could be wrong, I mean, but you're a business as well as a band where, you know, this is, you know, more of a band. Um, and that's got to make it a little less stressful just in that, you know, perspective. Um, Uh, yeah,
1: the business always is a, you know, there's a side to it, but, um, it, it can be, um, It's, it, it, the business comes easier when, when it's all uh, the, the, the focus is is on the music,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and um, you know, not dealing with any big time personalities here. Sure.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so
1: this is a much more uh, like it's very much like starting out, starting mm-hmm. all over again. It's very much like a garage band.
2: Mm-hmm. No.
1: and um, it makes it a lot easier to deal with.
2: When when you go out on the road, um, do you expect a lot of the audience to to be familiar with you know the first album? I know you know for myself a big Aerosmith fan, a new sharpshooter from the Pandora's Box. But do you expect to, most of the material to be the first time the audience has heard it at this point?
1: No, not at all. I, um, certainly, our, the first album didn't you know. It, was, it became kind of a cult classic with, within the industry, people. Sure. A lot of my, you know, all my contemporaries know about the record, but it never really got out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we focus, like our new, what we do now, we kind of focus most of the attention on the new record. Right. And we know that also most people haven't heard that. Right. um but we um, found that uh the new music seemed to be very accessible people really enjoyed um, hearing this music that they never heard before and right. I think it's just way, I think it's just the way we deliver it we're having so much fun and 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 the crowd can see that and, mm-hmm. and so has that I think just infectious quality of these guys just getting down doing what they love to do
2: yeah yeah you're exactly right about the accessibility I mean it's an album from my own perspective when you listen to it by the two-minute mark of the song you're already finding yourself able to kind of sing along with you know the the melodies and the chorus which you know it makes it very enjoyable listen it's not something you need to go through seven or eight times to kind of get you know the, the melodies and things like that um the the guitar. Yeah, well, work.
1: like you know, we we've been well, like in the case of Aerosmith, we've I've done been involved in all sorts of recordings and songs and stuff, and I really feel I know what connects with people, mm-hmm. and what connects is just honesty, honesty in the lyrics, and honesty in the fact that remembering a song is a song. right it's not a it's not about guitar solos it's not about the riffs although it all is but it's really what you want to have is a a song to sing you want to have these Mm -hmm. you know something that you can uh something that you can grab onto and so we really let the songs dictate what's going to happen with our music and uh We don't let anything get in the way of that, and Mm -hmm. that works.
2: Now, um, did you guys, um, as far as the guitar work, did you kind of split that up, or did you handle the majority of the solos, or how how did you kind of divvy that task up?
1: That, again, is just real easy. We're both, oh gosh, um, we really just kind of split it up. Uh, Very organic. Mm -hmm. Um, Some, you know, like uh, basically, it would just be a matter of listening back and going, "Oh, that's a great lick." It didn't matter who played it. That's Mm -hmm. what you know. Yeah. Um, And um, again, it was all just like what, what, what addition? If like when we were doing guitar solos and stuff we just went with what worked we didn't it didn't matter who played it
2: right and it's a very healthy way to do it you know what's best for the song yeah
1: again letting the letting the music dictate and uh every everything we do
2: mm-hmm the um the tour you're going to be going on um you're doing a show we're doing a tour starting in about a month now with white snake um that's going to be taking you into some you know nice sized venues um what are you looking for as far as a set list there pr- primarily the new record
1: yeah it, it will be primarily the new record but we uh, when we got a chance to test it in the fall like I say people didn't know it but they they liked it mm-hmm. and um, and of course we want to we want to promote it we think the songs are are, uh, are that good and and they're a lot of fun to play live which is basically the way the record is recorded anyways sure um so uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna stress that new record
2: as far as the touring lineup are you expecting um to take the the studio musicians you used to out on the road with you guys
1: uh the only guy that we're going to be kind of will be coming in and out will be Troy Lutata because of his Sure. He's got commitments with Tesla, mm-hmm. and uh, we are we have another uh, drummer who we worked with who's going to be sitting in. Uh, Sandy Gennaro, um, will be sitting in when Troy can't uh, can't play, but he's he's adamant about I, I want to be at every show I can be.
2: Sure, yeah, it's got to um, be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, do you do you guys have plans beyond? Uh, I know this this run with White Snake uh, at least as far as what's available now goes through the beginning of July. Do you have plans? I know I, I saw some tour dates with Aerosmith in the fall in South America, but it, you just kind of kind of take it as schedules allow you to take it.
1: Yeah, well, the, the Aerosmith schedule is pretty wide open. I mean, that's only only down in South America for a month. Um, so the rest of the time, um, for the time being, I'm going to be concentrating on uh, on this band. Yeah. Mm.
2: Right, and that will be fantastic. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to see you guys do some headlining shows. Uh, you know, throughout the throughout the year. Just you know, I'm sure you guys have got a, a wealth of songs you can pull from to put together uh, quite a set list of phenomenal new record. Brad, I want to congratulate you on that, and I I wish you guys all the best with it.
1: Well, thank you very much. Yeah.
0: I said, I love those little things you do. I said, I love those little things you do. I said, I love those little things you do. I said, a one,
3: two, a one.
2: Alright, that is Hot For You from Whitford St. Holmes. Again, a big thank you to Brad Whitford for taking the time, and also Derek St. Holmes for taking the time. Again, the articles are available on GuitarWorld.com if you'd like to read those interviews. uh, Obviously, you just listen to them, so you probably don't need to read them. Uh, The new album is out June 3rd. It's called Reunion. If you go on iTunes right now and purchase it, you also get as a free bonus track the entire first Whitford St. Holmes album, which uh, I don't know that that was available digitally before um, I personally don't own it I'm a huge Aerosmith fan uh, the only song from Woodford St. Holmes I ever owned was on Pandora's Box um, that was Sharpshooter I believe uh, which is a really really cool track uh, so you can check that out uh, on iTunes I'm sure it'll be available in physical media if you go on Amazon etc. They're going to be in touring with Whitesnake which is a fantastic night David Coverdale and Derek St. Holmes singing uh, both on the same night uh, two uh, slightly different singers, but uh, very, very powerful singers. Uh, we in Pittsburgh are not getting White Snake, but if, uh, unfortunately, but we are benefiting in that we're getting Woodford St. Holmes headlining show at the Hard Rock Cafe on June 16th. You can go to and get that entire list of dates. There's some other headline shows thrown in there as well, so be sure to check that out. Again, Aerosmith will be on tour later on this year in South America. No news on any U.S. dates there. Uh, and to my knowledge, I don't believe Derek is touring with Ted Nugent this summer. Uh, but we'll look forward to you know, possibly in the future checking those shows with Ted and uh, Derek out in the future. So till next time, I want to thank you all for listening. You can check us out at ironcityrocks.com, ironcityrocks at gmail.com if you want to email us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube are all forward slash ironcityrocks want to thank each and every one of you for listening. We're on iTunes if you'd like to subscribe. We've got 306 previous episodes you can check out and enjoy. Till next time, thank you so much.